0: Ready, baby?
1: Is this thing on?
0: It is. Oh, man, that's a a tasty beat. (laughs)
1: Let's see if you're not so heavy-handed. Yeah, that is a tasty (laughs) beat. Ooh,
0: doggy. Oh, man. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Counting Worms.
1: Yeah, you had the idea that we should tell people what our podcast is about in case they stumbled upon us accidentally.
0: Oh, that's true. Yes, we're a podcast that talks about everything. I guess death-related.
1: Yeah, true crime and murder and uh, and social Darwinism.
0: Yeah, like look, watch. Hey, watch me. Yeah. Hey, buddy, watch. Look at at me. Hey, hold my beer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Those kind of things. Here, hold
1: my beer. You won't watch what I can do.
0: And then some yeah. horrible stuff, too, yeah. you know, about uh, that, some of the... Well, that's
1: the true crime. That's, the, yeah, that's that there's stuff.
0: Some, there's some pretty creepy stuff yeah. there, but there's some pretty creepy people out there.
1: Yeah. And perhaps if you've listened through an episode or two and you haven't figured out what this podcast is about, you're going to eventually be on this podcast under the social Darwinism category. That's exactly right. But <laughs> But,
0: but not, Scott not,
1: was a little worried that perhaps we should every once in a while tell people what we do here, so...
0: Yeah, so there you have it.
1: Yeah, in case case you forgot. So
0: I'm going to share something kind of of a personal nature. (laughs) We've been together now for a good number of episodes.
1: Yes, we have.
0: So every now and again, it's about every two to three months, I feel like my eyelid, my left eyelid is heavy, or there's something (laughs) funky going on with my (laughs) eyelid. I don't know what it is. And then I look in the mirror to see... That I have this one crazy eyebrow (laughs) hair (laughs) that has a mind of its own and it grows longer than any other eyebrow hair and and it it, curls around and then it pokes (laughs) me right in my (laughs) upper eyelid.
1: It it goes rogue.
0: And so my wife is nice enough at those times to give me a little trim. (laughs) because they, i've
1: tried pulling it and that's it just not, makes it, it mad <laughs> it just really angers it and uh and it gets it gets vengeful at that point it's
0: inflamed
1: yeah at, uh anyway anyway we
0: that can't be of concern yeah. to anybody yeah, I, noticed, out there. I noticed i noticed him i
1: noticed him blinking madly and i and i and i looked around and you know it's it wasn't bright oh, and, the hair and, is uh, back and the hair is and that's back. when i saw it that's when i saw it uh you know, so after the show today, you give
0: me a trim, huh? Yes. Let's take a we little off be, the sides.
1: I'm we're, he's going to need a, a a haircut, but it's it's not for the hair on his head.
0: I need that too. But
1: Though though you do have great hair.
0: Well, I don't know about that, but it's long and crazy like yeah. a hippie. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. So what uh, number episode are we on now?
1: We are on number 16.
0: 16, that's crazy. Yes. That's over the second hump.
1: That is over the second hump. And, uh, and what's and it about? I, and I wonder, I wonder what you must have done to deserve to be constantly poked in the eye. That's what I find myself wondering at times.
0: Are you speaking of our topic today? Are you referring to that?
1: I'm I'm just wondering what in the world you may have done.
0: Cuz like... everything comes back to you, doesn't it?
1: It does. It does.
0: Which brings us to our topic.
1: Yes, our topic today is instant karma.
0: Instant karma, very nice. So people yeah. who meet their end in a interesting karmic Kind of way,
1: it's karmic justice today. Karmic
0: justice. Yeah. I know that you and I are big believers in karma.
1: I lo- I love karma. I do too. Karma. I I have a bit of a justice complex, and instant karma is the best. It is the best. I mean, when you're, I I don't, I I, I tend to exceed the speed limit, but I but I do so respectfully. And there's there's nothing worse than when you drive, you're driving, and you're respectfully driving. Let's say, you know, in Texas, you're allowed to go 10 miles over the speed limit. But there's, it's encouraged. It's encouraged. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And there's that one douchebag who's coming up on the highway and he's, or she, the person, the unnamed person. And they are almost clipping every car. I mean, just in and out like Frogger. Mm-hmm. And you just know they're going to kill somebody. And you think, God, what a jackass. And, you, and, and you're coming up on a hill. And all you think is, man, I would give anything to come over this hill and for there to be a cop there. Mm-hmm. With and their radar gun. With yeah. their radar gun. And for them to see this unnamed, unsaid person. Douchebag
0: is gender. It's not gender specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's totally neutral. neutral.
1: For them to see this jerk and pull them over and it would be like, oh, the clouds would part and the sunshine and rainbows and unicorns. And, you know, it's only ever happened once in my life. And it was, I mean, it's probably the same feeling you get when you're, when I know you buy lotto tickets and. And uh, I mean, if, if, if ever there was a time when they were calling out numbers and it was like, yes, 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 it's kind of like, that. You know, but there's no <laughs> doubt at the yeah. end. I <laughs> mean, I, I mean, just cause they're going to kill somebody. We, and,
0: you know, we did a story. Do you remember this one? about the guy who's driving 50 miles an hour on the side, on the shoulder. Oh,
1: right, right, right. And
0: then and he, 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 was... he loses control, hits somebody, <laughs> does some flips up a hill, and then and he flies he... out of his <laughs> uh, windshield or whatever, <laughs> right, up right, onto right. the sign, the sitting, freeway sign. And he's sitting
1: on the top of it. The... That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, I'm not I, that's I'm, I'm not quite wishing that on the guy <laughs> well, or true. gal. Yeah. I'm just wishing yeah. for it's... the police officer to get someone who really deserves it.
0: That's an extreme case, I mean, for sure. I just
1: want him to get a ticket. But, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just wanting that.
0: But some people do things worse than just speeding on the side of yes, the road. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to address some of that. Yeah. Those. We're
1: going to address some of those <laughs> people. But, you know, so I, so anyway, so I looked, I looked it up. I looked up that whole, <laughs> what is karma? You know, like what is, and it uh, refers to the spiritual principle of cause and effect. Where intent and actions of an individual, the cause, influence the future of that individual, effect. So that's why I said, you know, what in the world have you done to deserve a constant poking in the eye?
0: (laughs) Well, I'm guessing it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It It couldn't have been that bad. Yeah. must have
1: stepped... You know,
0: I mean, you know, I'm not
1: stepped on a crack. I'm not without break your fault. mama's back or something.
0: But yeah. if the worst thing I've ever done gets me a crazy eyebrow hair, then, <laughs> then I'm I'm okay with it.
1: Exactly, exactly. So,
0: so do you want to start? We didn't um, dis- didn't discuss this. Do you want to start, or should I? Well, oh, you oh, do you
1: not have anything special? Oh, for that's us right. Today? I did. Do I mean, a this song. is a theme episode, so I thought after after last last. Last time, oh, with when millions we the, of emails that we got—I mean, we got so many people talking <laughs> about about the song you yeah. did for amusement parks. It was I mean, really, I was so it was en- overwhelming. It was overwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I—we were blowing up. So I'm hoping that you have something for us. Today. Well, in
0: fact, I do. Now, it's the same music. It's just different. Well, words.
1: that's what I was. <laughs> that's well, that's what I think you should do. All right. So you want to hear it? I do want to hear it.
0: Okay. All right, here let's, we go. let's see what you got. Okay, here we go. Let's see. There we go. And... Gonna
1: get rewarded for the good we do.
0: Get spanked real hard for the folks we screw. <laughs> do harm to others, your comic score goes down. Lying, cheating, and killing is karma's triple crown. Shooting rhinos or cactus, you better watch your back. It's your lily white ass, karma's gonna smack. It's instant karma. Watch out for that instant karma. Yeah.
1: How about that? (laughs) That, That's a good one. That's a good one. And everybody will understand at the end of this episode every lyric in the song. Yeah. Unlike unlike the amusement. I screwed the last time (laughs) when
0: I said. Are we going to have fun or are you going to lose your feet? <laughs> Which is a funny line. I
1: know, but, but we got I all the way the to the story. end and I went, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you didn't you didn't, <laughs> I didn't explain do the, the feet, feet story." <laughs> <laughs> all right. It was an there honorable mention.
0: Yes, it was.
1: Yeah. So yeah.
0: All right, well, let's dive right into this. Do you right. want me to start? Yeah, you... go ahead. Okay. Yeah, go ahead.
1: After after the encore performance there.
0: Yeah. How about that? All right. So this first story of instant karma, this one takes place in Berlin, Germany. Not that long ago, December of two thousand eighteen. It's on the banks of the beautiful Havel River. I love that. River. You know that. You know the river. Well, I'm a geography buff. I know. You know how it cuts through. What town is that? Berlin. <laughs> nice. Good call. <laughs> so, a 19 year old guy and his gal, soon to be ex girlfriend, as we'll find mm. out. Uh, they're walking along the river and. It's not a romantic walk. That's not arm in arm. It's just yelling and screaming at each oh. other. And they didn't really cite what the argument was about, but they were they were going at it. Yeah. So the bickering got more and more heated, and the young man got you know he's in the range.
1: Ah, oh, I, I was going to ask.
0: If for those of you who are new to the show, the range is the age range of people who do stupid things, and yes. that is roughly the late teens to the mid twenties. That's that's about the range. So he's in the range square in the middle um and he decides the the solution here is to push his girlfriend into the icy river
1: oh what a what a darling yeah
0: so he pushes her in and then he he jumps into the river uh after her so you're thinking okay he realizes oh my god what have i done i'm gonna go i got to save her and he jumps in but that... that that's really not what was going on um he jumped in so she, so he could push her head under the water again and again. Wow! Yeah,
1: what a peach!
0: Yeah, so in the in the world of karma, you'd say yeah. that kind of action is
1: bad. It is pretty, it's going to bring pretty, upon pretty, bad pretty karma. bottom of the barrel. Not good karma there.
0: So in the heat of passion, the guy forgot one very important thing.
1: Hmm, what do he forget? A life vest.
0: Well, that too, but uh, he forgot that she could swim and he could not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's what being that's what being mad'll do.
0: That's a hot-headed move right there. That's a hot so head. she swam to safe safety. Good <laughs> for her. Swam off to the land there, pulled herself yeah. out of the water, and quickly yeah. recovered from her hypothermia. <laughs> uh, he, on the other hand, sank <laughs> <laughs> and lost consciousness in the thirty-five degree water.
1: Oh, that's cold. Somehow, that cold. he
0: was pulled out by what they call water police
1: water police how about that wow
0: they got everything there in germany uh and he was transported to the hospital
1: water police water
0: police yeah but at the hospital he fell into a coma (laughs) (laughs) and to add insult to injury for this guy while he's in a coma they've issued an an arrest warrant for him for attempted homicide for low motives
1: For low motives. Nice. We need that. I know. We need that in our country.
0: Um,
1: Of course, are there ever high motives?
0: I don't know what that means, but I like the sound of it. I like it too. So the assault itself took place on December 19th Mm -hmm. of 2018, and the perp... That's perpetrator. Perpetrator, nice. uh, Died on February 14th. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God,
1: that's fantastic.
0: An ironic date, to be sure. Yes. uh, yes. From irreversible brain damage.
1: Yeah, well, he probably had that before he went in. Sounds like it. (laughs) (laughs) Forgot he couldn't swim.
0: So, is everybody. Picking up on the theme here, how this works.
1: that is, that's instant karma, baby. This guy's
0: doing some douchebaggery, intending harm to another. Yes. And and goodbye, Charlie. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0: -bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Yeah, so that's my first story. It's a quickie, but it's a good one.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like it. I thought it was good, yeah. my my first one's kind of near and dear to my heart. I'm going to start off with some fun facts.
0: Oh, good. I like
1: those. First, a quote from one of my favorite people. Um, if the bee disappeared off the surface of the globe, then man would have only four years of life left. No more bees, no more pollination, no more plants, no more animals, no more man. Albert Einstein.
0: All right, Albie.
1: Yeah, that's my buddy. So if, if the bees are gone, man goes extinct within four years. That was that was his theory. Mm-hmm. Because you see, two out of every three things you put in your mouth were produced by a honeybee. They are what you call discriminant pollinators. You see, butterflies, hummingbirds, and all those other pollinators will go from a watermelon flower to a strawberry flower to a tomato flower. And they think nothing of it. Hmm. Um, they're called indiscriminate pollinators because they don't care where they go from one thing to another. And when they do that, none of those flowers were actually pollinated because that'd be like our friend Kenneth Pignon uh, with the horse.
0: We all remember him. We Kevin.
1: all remember him. Um, I owe silver. Yes, away <laughs> <laughs> from the earth. But bees don't do that. <clears throat> when they set out on a flight, Every time they leave the hive, they visit only one type of flower each and every time. Hmm. Every flight, they they target one single type of flower. Even if they have to travel great distances between each and every flower. So they guarantee pollination. So little little honeybee leaves leaves her hive and she is determined to only hit pumpkins or to only hit squash. So, they are the single most important pollinator on our planet. And without them, as Einstein predicts, we all starve to death.
0: You're a big fan of bees.
1: I am. Uh, so, for anyone who lives in fear of the gentle little honeybee, um, I assure you, you have nothing to fear. Because I have little honeybees, um, And I promise you, they mind their own business. I, I fall short of being what you would call a beekeeper, because I don't really... I, they, they live here in harmony with me. I don't really keep them because, uh, they mind their business. I mind mine. Um, I don't take their honey or anything. Cause once I started having them hang around, I, and started reading about them, I thought, man, they work really hard for that honey. <laughs> they are amazing. <laughs> they are amazing. And I, I don't feel very, I don't feel very good about taking their honey once I figured out how hard they had to work for it. So anyway, But they, uh, we don't, we've never had a single incident with them living here. Uh, They're
0: quite amazing to watch.
1: Yeah, they're amazing to watch and they don't bother us and we don't bother them. So anyway, they're amazing little, little ladies. But that takes us to my first story. Okay. A man in Sao Paulo, Brazil in 2002, who's a farmer. And you would think that he would understand the importance of these little ladies, Uh, but then he wouldn't really make my list. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So he decided he needed to remove a beehive from his orange tree. And being that he was clearly no professional, um, he wasn't sure how to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And after a great debate with himself and himself, he decided that fire kills everything. So he would burn the hive and burn these poor little bees alive. He was a saint, really smart too
0: i feel karma gearing up
1: oh yeah just you can hear the you can hear the machine of karma gearing up mhm so of course being the coward that he is he realized wait a minute but bees can sting they can defend themselves i don't like anything that can defend themselves he thought to himself And he had no intention of being stung, and he didn't want to inhale all that nasty smoke and the smell, of course, of dying little bees. So he needed to protect himself. Mm -hmm. So he improvised two really great ideas. Number one, a propane blowtorch of sorts. And then number two, a makeshift protective outfit consisting of a plastic bag he could tie (laughs) tightly around his neck. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah, that'll prevent the smoke from getting in his eyes and lungs, plus prevent the bees from stinging his head and face.
0: Oh, so he's tying a plastic bag around his head and neck. And neck. Oh, I've I've heard that theme before. Yes,
1: <laughs> bravo, bravo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what happened?
1: Uh well, a few hours later, his worried wife wondered where in the world he had wandered off to. <laughs> So she sets off looking for him And she found him Passed out dead No, not from the killer orange tree bees And not from smoke inhalation But from the bag over his head (laughs) You see, without a hole to allow oxygen in He died from asphyxiation Nicely played, my friend Nicely played That's called karma By the way, for those of you thinking, well, no American would be that stupid, in May of 2019, right here, right now, this year, in Henderson, Nevada, a 63-year-old man also died by going under the crawl space of his home to torch bugs, also with a propane torch that he had rigged rigged himself. Uh When he accidentally ignited combustible materials... And he and his entire home were both a complete loss. <laughs> Firefighters were able to stop the fire, though, before it spread to any neighboring homes. No word on if the bugs survived.
0: Okay. Keep our fingers crossed on yeah, that one. Yeah, so... I don't have such a problem with bugs in general.
1: No, no.
0: But bees, that's a different story. Yeah. Bees yeah, are a different leave, story. You
1: leave those little bees alone.
0: Man, you'd think he would have picked up on some warning signs at some point and said I got to get this bag off my head but
1: he was too busy trying to torch the bees. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, and they, for those of you who are new to the show, you <laughs> know, obviously we are making fun of people who are dead and that's not necessarily cool, but these guys Oh, no it is. These and guys the, kind of are was they torching deserve honeybees. it. They deserve it. Hate to say. Well, and that was I, a good. And, one. and
1: my next ones are I'm going to tell you deserve it. I don't feel bad about
0: it. Well, this guy I'm going to tell you about right now deserved it. You ready? I'm ready. All right. You ready, baby? Light it up. Light it up. All right. So this story takes place in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Do you know the town Ada? ADA? I do. do. you really? I do. Okay. So this lady, her name she's a young mother. Her name's Michelle Forels, I guess. Forels. Um, She's hanging out at her mother and stepfather's house in Ada, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. She's uh, kicking it old school with her three-month-old twins, a boy and a girl. She's divorced from the father of those twins. His name was Leland Foster. And Miss Pharrell's later would be quoted as saying that she thought Mr. Foster was a nice guy. He's a good guy. Hmm. But that is
1: Just contradicted
0: anyway. by several encounters that they've had over the years with the police, including a 2011 incident where, Her then-husband, Mr. Foster, was charged with arson and domestic violence by strangulation. Oh. In that case... He tried to choke her to death. In that case, he was accused of choking his his ex-wife, who was his wife at the time, setting her clothes and belongings on fire. They set him on the bed, and then he set him on fire. Hmm. And then filled up the bathtub with water and dumped all her electronics in there.
1: Well, he sounds like a nice guy.
0: Yeah. So, fast forward to 2017. Which might be why he's,
1: she's living with her parents. That's
0: right. To June of 2017 now. Okay. Present day, not really, but you know, a couple, couple years ago. Two years ago.
1: ago.
0: Um, he's living in another town about 130 miles away, and he decides he's going to go pay them a visit. So, he drives 130 miles, gets there, and this visit, quickly goes south, Mm. and a physical struggle ensues.
1: Which often does with abusive jerks.
0: So according to the ADA News, shortly before 12.30 p.m., Central Dispatch received a call from an unidentified woman pleading for help. The woman told dispatchers a man, later identified as the children's father, had a knife and was threatening to kill her and her babies. Over an open line, dispatchers could hear the woman screaming in the background amid sounds of a struggle. So, apparently, he eventually drags the ex-wife and the twins into a bathroom.
1: Oh, God. Which we know he likes throwing things in the tub.
0: And while I have a couple of concerns from a forensic standpoint, uh, the story goes that he's holding his ex-girlfriend at knife point... Mm -hmm. and immobilizing her with one hand. With the other hand, he has filled up the bathtub and he is attempting to drown the two twins in the bathtub.
1: Well, they're only three months old. It wouldn't be that hard. That's true. It's not like they can struggle.
0: Well, that's very true. So what Mr. Foster apparently didn't know was that his 12-year-old ex-niece was present in the house during this whole altercation and... When she had the opportunity, she bolted out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Finley, take it easy. She bolts out of the house looking for help, screaming, wow. and she runs into one of their neighbors by the name of Cash Freeman.
1: That's a great name. Isn't
0: that great? I think it's a nickname because I saw a picture of him. He's a younger guy, but he was at a poker table with a bunch of chips. I think oh, Cash yeah. is probably his slick uh poker name but anyway cash freeman she tells him what's going on that the guy's up there trying to drown the twins oh my god and so this is oklahoma Uh
1: ada and so
0: what does he do he grabs his revolver (laughs) and then (laughs) runs directly into the chaos um
1: oh that's fantastic
0: so he gets to the bathroom he sees mr foster with a knife threatening miss pharrell's with one hand and holding the twins underwater, oh my god! With the other hand, and then he oh shoots Mister Foster three times in the back.
1: Holy cow! He would be dead. Nice. Now
0: if that ain't instant karma, I don't know what is. So the twins are airlifted to an Oklahoma City hospital. So they
1: were, they were under they were I underwater. I guess so. Yeah, enough
0: to be airlifted. To, yeah. But they were released the following day in good condition. Oh so they're god. okay. The Talk. am I pronouncing that right? You're the geography buff.
1: Sounds right. <laughs> I mean...
0: Yeah. Talk County District Attorney later announced that the shooting was a, quote, justifiable use of deadly force under Oklahoma law.
1: Thank God.
0: That law says, a reasonable person has the right to use deadly force in the defense of others. If that person's belief is reasonable that that person is in imminent danger of great bodily harm or death. So, baboom. Falls under the rules. Well done, Cash. Well done, Cash. So, generally hailed as a hero for saving these two kids. And there are some controversial opinions on this case, but this is the version we're going with for the instant karma episode. Yeah. Yeah, so here's, I guess, what's the moral of that story, Ann?
1: you know um she did the best she could getting away from an abusive man and uh damn
0: yeah that's a damn i mean that's a damn so anyway you got what's coming to you jerk yeah you sure that's did. my opinion
1: and i bet uh i bet when he met his maker that wasn't the only uh, karma he got mm mm-hmm. mhm i mean it was probably to, some other offenses. Trying to kill little ba- innocent babies. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm sure that he is, was running a deficit balance in yeah, his karma account. Yeah, there was account.
1: definitely a deficit balance. That's for sure. So that
0: one wasn't really funny, but that's what I do. Uh, you know, what? I do the non-funny stories. I
1: think that's. I think that's plenty funny. That because the babies were okay. Yeah, you said they were. And the they wife is okay. okay.
0: Your ex-wife is okay.
1: That's fantastic.
0: And Mr. Foster is gone. I mean, that gone. that
1: story couldn't have ended better. Mm-hmm. I mean, because. You know, you look at it, and I mean, that's a that's that story could not have ended better. Yeah. Because though that woman and her babies now will grow up and never have to look over their shoulder again, and they would have if 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 it ended in any other way, they'd have spent the rest of their lives worried that he was going to come by for a visit. Mm-hmm. They'd have been waiting their entire lives for his next visit because he would have never stopped visiting them sounds and hilarious. even if they you know so what what if he'd have banged him in the back of the head knocked him unconscious the police would have arrested him he would have gotten a year for assault and then he'd have been out and angry
0: and visiting
1: and visiting again mm-hmm. and it would have been a constant battle that you know they'd have been trying to disappear but you know look how do you disappear in Oklahoma it's not easy it's not easy yeah so, so. Anyway, I think it could not have been a better story. I, l- I love it. All right. And well, good. Um, I'm glad you liked my it. My next story could not be any better. Oh, good. Tell um, me. It, it starts with some upsetting statistics, but it ends with absolute beauty in motion.
0: Mmm, pray tell.
1: So uh, for this story, I'm going to take you to an incredibly beautiful and important South African animal refuge and preserve. Mm -hmm. Kruger National Park covers 7,500 square miles. That makes it uh, roughly the size of New Jersey. Wow. Um, Yeah, it's a big place. It's a really big place. I've heard of it. Uh, Have you really? Yeah. Um, uh, The most important thing about this park um, is that it holds 80% of the entire world's remaining rhinoceros. Wow. 80% of the entire world's living rhinoceros. Um, But protecting them has been incredibly difficult. Every single uh, species of rhinoceros left on the planet is considered incredibly endangered. I mean, uh, they are listed at the most critically endangered species on the planet. Um, The rhinos have been hunted nearly to extinction. In fact... Many species uh, we have already lost. And last year alone, 769 were killed illegally. Jeez. Uh, Yeah. The park has to maintain that size because of the type of animals it keeps. Um, But that landmass makes it relatively impossible to truly guard. Though they try, though they try, they have armed guards. But poaching is a very, very, very serious problem in the park. And rhinos are targeted, sadly, for their horns, mm. uh, which is a bunch of horse crap. But it's, uh, they are poached and they are, uh, they are s- sedated and then the horns are cut off and they are left to bleed to death. It's, it's about as hideous of a thing as you can imagine. So, in April of this year twenty nineteen um, as as is the case, obviously seven hundred and sixty nine as is the case more days you know more than once in a single day of every day of the year, poachers crept into Kruger National Park under the cover of darkness for the exact purpose of rhino poaching, but that's not exactly what happened, hmm. While hunting for rhinos illegally, they surprised a bull elephant, who, as karma would have it, seemed to just know that they do not belong here. Nice. And they were up to some nefarious behavior. I like
0: where this is going.
1: And this elephant trampled and stomped one of the men to death as the others ran for their lives. Nice. By the time the elephant was done with its rampage, the other poachers returned and drug their companion's body to a spot near the road so it would be sure to be found. And then they got the hell out of there. They told the family of the dead poacher what had happened and waited for daybreak so that the body would be discovered by rangers. And nothing happened. Mm. As the day passed and no body was discovered, the dead man's family got upset and called police. Police went out to search for the remains along with the rangers and none were found. A multi-day search began on foot, by vehicle, and by air. And again... No remains were found. Hmm. Finally, something, and I used air quotes there, was inevitably found near a resting pride of lions. Oh? In a different section of the park from where the poachers swore they left the body. And here is a g- is the general manager of communications, exact quote, A group of men had gone into the park on 1 April in order to hunt Rhino, when suddenly an elephant attacked and killed one of them. His accomplices claimed to have carried his body to the road so that passerby could find it in the morning. They then vanished from the park. Indications found at the scene suggest that a pride of lions had devoured the remains, leaving only a human skull and a pair of pants. Human head. That's right, folks. They went in to illegally kill an endangered rhino, and an elephant stomped him to death, and then lions ate him, leaving nothing but a piece of his skull and his pants.
0: That's beautiful.
1: It's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. (laughs) And just to add salt to the wounds, the other men aged 26 to 35 have all been arrested and formally charged. Go, Mother Nature.
0: Go, go, go. Go, girl. That's great. Isn't that? That's a perfect instant karma story. Isn't that
1: beautiful? Not only did the elephant stomp... The, that poacher to death, but then lions ripped him to pieces and ate everything but his the top portion of his skull and his pants.
0: What kind of pants were they?
1: They didn't mention. Oh, okay.
0: Well, I think that's a beautiful Isn't story. is that the greatest? Yeah, and the moral of that story, don't be a dick.
1: Don't be a dick. Don't go
0: hunting animals that are endangered.
1: I mean, yeah, who well, does y- that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let this be a lesson to you.
1: Yes. I'm hoping for more of these.
0: Well, I don't know. my My last story is not is funny. Believe my it or not, my last
1: one's funny too. Oh, good. I like to end with something kind of funny. Oh my God, Finley's farting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, jeez, and she's right underneath me. Oh my God, Finley.
1: At least from your side of the table, that's what your cl- that's what your claim is.
0: I can't read; my eyes are burning. <laughs> All right.
1: Maybe it's the maybe it's the eyebrow hair.
0: <laughs> so this final story for me is about someone who died while while doing something on a dare. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pause for a moment, and I'm going to give you the opportunity without telling you anything more about this story, uh, okay. except that who the guy who dies accepts a dare. And it's a male of the species. Uh-huh. I want you to guess the age of this person.
1: All right. 19. That's
0: a good guess. We're in the range. 23. So ah. this this guy really should have known better, but he's still in the range, so it's fair. 23-year-old male. His name's Michael Gentner. Mm-hmm. He's hanging out with his friends at his buddy's house in Akron, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't mention it specifically in the article. I am going to take a stab at the fact that alcohol was involved. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, I, I mean, bet
1: you're probably right.
0: So one of his pals, who's also in the range, <laughs> suggests that swallowing one of the fish in his aquarium would be a riot.
1: Oh, well, you know, I have a very big aquarium with beloved fish inside of it. Yes. Yes. So this makes my hackles go up.
0: I know. And I'm going to address that in a few minutes because it, it'll get worse.
1: Oh, um,
0: no. So swallowing small fish, unfortunately, is a common party stunt.
1: Oh, my God. Are you kidding no. me?
0: I mean, I've never seen it done. But, I mean, I I know that I think it was big in the 50s.
1: Are you serious? Goldfish, little goldfish. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah, like the kind you
0: get at the fair, you know, that kind of goldfish. The kind you can buy uh, oh 10 for God. a dollar or whatever. Yeah. Um,
1: that's an, not and a,
0: Mr. Gentner had had done this in the past. This act of stupidity, mm. and so he readily agreed to the dare. Police chief, deputy police chief Michael Matolovic said, mm-hmm. "It's a stunt. People swallow live fish, but oh. but not one this large. That may have been the lure of the dare. Mm. You see, the fish that's involved in this story." was five inches long.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a 125-gallon v- aquarium that I treat like its own universe. You see me slave over the filters and mm-hmm. plant. It's a planted tank with beautiful snails and fish that are my babies. They're like their family to you. Oh, God, yes. I mean, I... I, it's a kingdom
0: so let's say that a friend of ours shows up and when your back's turned he gets the funny idea to eat one of your fish swallow them whole would you suspect that that act would bring good karma to him or bad karma yeah.
1: it would bring bad karma
0: instant probably from you
1: yes because I would use one of my steak knives to get the <laughs> fish back out
0: I can see that happening So Mr. Gentner tries to swallow the fish and it gets stuck in his throat and he begins choking. Uh, I'm sure this went on for a little bit before his friends realized he's not joking and he's really choking. Um, So what do they do? Well, they panic. And they're all screaming and going in all directions and somebody eventually gets 911 on the line. And the operator, who's simply been told that Gentner had eaten some fish and was choking... (laughs) Starts coaching the friends on how to help Mr. Gendler, uh-huh. and it is believed that their efforts to quote help him uh, may have just served to lodge it farther right. into his throat. So when medical personnel arrived, they thought they were going to be dealing with just a choking on food incident, right. you know. Um, but what they found was a non-responsive man, not breathing, and inside his mouth they could see the tail of the still living fish. In his Deep in his mouth. Mm-hmm. So perhaps the saddest part of the story is that the fish, once extricated, it didn't make it. Oh, it did not survive. Um, but he did. He did die, too. Uh, the guy did die. So those who dared him to try the stunt aren't likely to be charged, the police chief said. I don't know what you'd charge them on. If I tell you to jump off a bridge, do you do it? (laughs) I mean, wait, but he goes on to something you like. This kid was 23 years old. I don't know what prompts somebody to do something like that. (laughs) And I agree. Touche. That is, I don't know why somebody would do that either. But he's in the range, and that's what guys in the range do. So he thought it'd be fun to eat somebody's pet. And, and bye, bye, Gentner.
1: Yeah, nice knowing
0: you. Nice knowing you. Yeah. So that's too it bad. for that story. And tell me your final story. All right. Is it your final story? It is my final okay. story. Let's hear it.
1: So now we will head to wonderful Arizona, that I hear is great for your allergies, mm. which I have plenty of, mm-hmm. in the Sonoran Desert where absolutely beautiful Saguaro cacti grow. Mm -hmm. And for those of you driving or who don't know, those are the, you know, Warner Brothers cartoon cacti that look like the man with his arms up, Mm -hmm. you know? yeah, Uh, They can actually grow more arms than that, but it's the real stereotypical whenever you're watching one of the Warner Brothers cartoons and it has, you know... It's the gunslingers, or mm-hmm. whatever. They're kind of
0: round, and
1: yeah, they have the 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 one big, you know, the big post in the middle, and then it has like the U. Mm-hmm. So it has two arms on each side. Yeah, that's a saguaro. And uh, so, anyway, these beauties can get up to forty feet tall, wow. but they grow very, very, very slowly, and they're very, very long living. Um, they can weigh up to 4,800 pounds, or for those of you not in America, or anywhere else in the world, that's 2,200 kilograms. But as a side note, it takes 75 to 150 years for them to grow their first arm. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. So they grow straight up they, like a bullet first. So so they just grow the body first. and it, And they're you know, about 100 years old before they grow that first arm. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So it really gives you an an appreciation for how old they are. By the time they look like that Warner Brothers cartoon, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're, you know, 250 years old by the time they look like that. That's crazy. Um, Anyway, it is actually illegal to harm or vandalize them. Because Good. yeah, because they are so slow growing, so old, and so important to the desert ecosystem. I you know they house, they retain so much water for the for the for the animals and birds, and they're, they're flowering and fruit and you know. So
0: they, how could this beautiful creature it be is, involved in a karma story?
1: Right, it is a class four felony that carries up to three years in jail for vandalizing or or harming those cactus. Uh-oh. But that does not, however, stop people from participating in a horrible, air quote, sport called cactus plugging, which is shooting cactus with a shotgun and trying to knock them down.
0: And what's the age range of the participants of this sport?
1: And uh, It will disgust you that it's higher than you might imagine because you have to be able to get a shotgun.
0: Yeah, that's only you know, and get out,
1: you know, drive out to the desert. (sighs) Which takes me to my last story. In 1982, 27 year old David Grunman was out cactus plugging with his roommate. And he thought he was amazing. Mm. He had just destroyed his first smaller cactus, which went down without a fight. And he felt like a real man. Mm -hmm. I mean, what else says I am the man? Like shooting a plant that can't move, can't run away, has never uttered a bad word to you or done you any harm at all. Hell yeah, David. You are the man.
0: You go, buddy. woo
1: Since he was so awesome um, and so fantastic, he turned his sights on a 26-foot-tall Saguaro next, estimated to be over 100 years old. After all, like the smaller cactus, nothing says you're the man like shooting something that can't fight back. Or, wait, can it? Hmm. Hmm. So (laughs) he pumped that shotgun and fired it off, and the four-foot arm of the cactus fell down straight on top of him.
0: These ones have spines or little needle things? Well, they're not so little when
1: they're good. 4,800 pounds. Right, all right. So that cactus arm fell down on him, severed by the shotgun blast, crushing him to death. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and since I always like to bring everything back to Texas, yes. the song Seguero by the Texas band, the Austin Lounge Lizards, was written about our dumb friend David and his demise. Really? Yeah.
0: Never heard that song, but I'm going to go listen to it. Yeah. Wow, that's a, I mean, that's a perfect instant karma story.
1: I mean. That's it. Blasted the arm of the cactus and it just collapsed right on on top of him. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No idea how much those things weigh, but they're heavy and they're covered in knife-like spines. Oh. I bet it hurt like hell. I'll bet.
0: All right, David, way to go. Well, that's a good one, that boy, a good that's way? a perfect example of instant karma.
1: I know that one, I mean just bam that's that's as good as the elephant stomping you to death when you're there to kill a rhino. yeah and then being eaten by a lion yeah, that was a good one too. that's a good one too That was a good one too.
0: Well, I think we did pretty good on this one i,
1: I what thought, do you think? I think so. I think it's fabulous. I mean you gotta you should mind your P's and Q's
0: absolutely and don't be a douche. I think that's the moral of this whole story.
1: I think it is, too. Don't
0: do wrong by other living things. Yeah. And uh, maybe good things will come your way.
1: Behave yourself.
0: Act like a decent human being.
1: And rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah,
0: be a decent human being and rate, review, and subscribe or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I leave that to you. (laughs) I just, I get it wrong. Read... So, what, uh, oh, it's not read yeah, no don't, we don't read yeah, okay. you don't
1: have to read you just have to listen
0: review oh my god all right
1: yeah, what are we supposed to do so yeah. so anyway until next time no we need no. to do our sources oh that's right sources yeah, okay. yeah so i i i did the associated press and uh, snopes.com and the darwin awards and what did you do
0: the darwin awards that was yeah. the yeah one of them uh KFOR.com, which was a local station up there in Oklahoma, the -hmm. Washington Post, and the Akron Beacon Journal
1: for our fish story.
0: So very good. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we've been watching the numbers, and a lot of you are are listening to our stuff, and we really appreciate it. Tell your friends. And so until next time.
1: Live big.
0: Rest in peace.
1: The worms are waiting. They are
0: indeed.